0: an end.
1: The mold had claimed him. He could feel his strength fade. His mind barely held on to consciousness. And Charles breathed his last. He was dead. (laughs) No. It, it, it. His mind barely held on to consciousness, but he refused to die here. This
2: isn't real. I can't won't die here. Oh.
1: No! The heartbeat, faltered, as if affected by Charles' refusal. By his sheer power of will. The dark fuzz that had him in his clutches but mere moments ago, seemed to lessen. Each step became easier than the last. Each breath easier than the last. Yes! Charles pressed forward. His expression hardened. Charles. The mold reached outward, ignoring the man who now strove with purpose and indifference. The living shadows latched onto the door, fine tying themselves into uncountable knots. Charles did not slow. A
0: few tendrils rose as a warning. Pose to strike, should he go any closer to the
1: door. Charles knew, somewhere deep down, that he should stop. Find another way to... No! Edit! Charles knew, somewhere deep down, that he should not stop, for the darkness would retract. With measured steps, he reached the door. Casually, he opened it and walked through its threshold.
0: You will
3: always Yeah, yeah. Relentless. Ugly things. Go ahead and hide, like you always do, whenever things get tough. Oh, shut up! Let a guy think. They listened? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Stay quiet. Oh, that's never a good sign. Wait. This room. Dimly lit, torn floral wallpaper, sticky, slightly damp carpet. Yep. Mysterious child laughter. Olin, how and why did you take the Griffin Hotel? Room 408. Fourth floor? That means... Ah. ha <laughs> ha! Room 422. The shooting gallery. Just you wait, you poor imitations of me. Oh, do I have... Wait. What? No. No, it can't be. can't be, it's just- it's just brick. Damn it. DAMN IT! (laughs) Don't acknowledge it. Just keep walking, H. Gray.
0: Can you see me? I'm right here, mister! Can you see me?
3: Acknowledge, just keep walking.
4: Sir, oh hey. watch your step, sir.
3: Come on, come on. Oh, I hate running.
4: Don't we all, sir? It's good for your health, or so, are you? Uh, sure, sorry about that. No need to apologize, sir. I've told those kids not to play in the horse, but you know, kids will be kids. Thanks. I'm H. Gray. Wait. Noah? Well, if it isn't Mr. H. Gray, I thought I recognized you, sir. Noah. Oh my God, man.
3: You're still alive.
4: As sure as I'm standing here, you look good. Have you put on weight? Oh, I said, haven't I, sir? You were far too scrawny. Some of my cooking would fix you right up. Is there a Mrs. H. Gray?
3: I was sure after the fire. I... I'm sorry, Noah. Why didn't you come with me?
4: Well, someone's got a mind to lift, sir. Speaking of which, what story?
3: Shooting gallery is sealed off. So, floor three? Not ideal, but I suppose the butcher shop will do. Same room. 301, right? So, sorry, sir, but
4: all the rooms are out of order at the moment. All of them? How? Well, this isn't a Griffin, is it, sir? That place burned down, as you
3: know. We all got floors, though. Wait, all the floors? Yes, sir. That little restaurant near the top floor is still there.
4: Why, yes, sir. I think it is. It never really was a room.
3: There. There.
4: Take me there. Right away, sir. Twenty-six story.
3: So, Noah, do you know where you are?
4: Of course, sir. Mr. Owen filled me in, as much as he could anyway. I have a feeling that the details would be a bit over my head.
3: How did you end up here, Noah?
4: Oh, well, after the fire, Mr. Owen found me still inside this whole thing. Near burned to a crisp I was. He patched me right up and moved me in my lift here. Quite thankful I am.
3: He never told me this. Why did he take the giggling children? And for that matter, what seems like the whole griffin?
4: He didn't, sir this ain't the real Griffin, it's a copy i don't leave the lift as you know but i do like seeing these holes reminds me of the good old days
3: and the kids from hell
4: sir come on now they may be your tad rowdy but what kids aren't
3: their idea of playing is skinning and eating their victims alive noah
4: you got me there ah those little buggers snuck onto my lift during the fire stay real quiet until we got you
3: Being invisible helped. I'm sorry, Noah. If I would have known you were here, I...
4: Say no more, Mr. H. Gray. Truth be told, I asked Mr. Owen not to say anything. Don't get the wrong idea. It would have been a delight to have you in my lift again. I just didn't want you to have that look on your face right now.
3: Sir. But you've been here. Alone. All this time.
4: Now, enough of that sir, it ain't so bad. I got my lift, the old griffin horse, at least there's something that looks like them. I even got a guess that right. Mr. Olin visits ever so often, not so much recently. Oh, we ride the lift, from floor to floor and have lovely conversations. Mind you, I haven't needed to eat since we got here. Uh, but he always does bring me one of those cherry pastry things. Oh, I do love those. Here we are, sir. Twenty-six story. Mr. Leo's Bistro.
3: Noah. Come with me.
4: I couldn't possibly, sir.
3: Olin is missing. You don't have to stay here.
4: Missing? Why ain't that a spot of bad tea? No, no, I'd rather stay here, I think, sir. Why? You're looking for him, ain't ya?
3: I, yeah. Uh, I don't have any leads, Noah.
4: Poppycock. What? You'll find him, Mr H Ray. But I And when you do, you bring him back. Then you both can ride my lift. If you want, of course, sir. You have a great day, sir.
3: Goodbye, Noah.
1: Charles sat on the cold tiles. His back was against the door. His complexion was pale, and small beads of sweat ran down his face. Despite this, the halls were no safer from whence he just came. Digging up the strength, Charles stood. I said... Up the I heard you the
2: first time, Key.
1: <sighs> While the story is currently on pause, may I ask you a question? <laughs> can,
2: huh, can my subconscious ask me a question? Uh, sure. O- why not? <sighs> Shoot. How did you know that
1: would work? And what exactly was that?
2: Uh, hallucinations uh, it can make one not only see things but feel things that aren't there, so I ignored my senses. Also, that was two questions. Are you sure? Yes, I counted.
1: No, that's not what I meant. Oh, Charles uh, (coughs) stood... Charles stood, color quickly returning to his features as he wiped away the sweat. His head swiveled about the hall, which seemed to stretch on in both directions. One path could mean certain death, the other salvation.
2: That's... dramatic. Are you sure you're not Donahue subconscious?
1: Dodging the weight of his decision with an attempt at humor, Charles chose his heading. He turned right, but whether it was the right choice was left to be seen. His footsteps echoed through the hall more than they should. It was as if even sound knew the danger that lurked here and refused to be caught in the plaster. Charles slowed his pace. In the distance, a figure stood. Its details were all but obscured by a deeper darkness. It was too small and too scrawny to be the Minotaur. What's more, it was motionless, and positioned itself in an odd arrangement. The figure's feet were wide apart, but its knees were nearly touching. One arm stuck out awkwardly from its body, while the other fell limply at its side. Something about its proportions were slightly off, Almost unnoticeable, but they were distinct nonetheless. Charles took a step forward, and then another. Soon, he picked up his pace almost back to normal. Only a hint of hesitation remained. After what seemed like an eternity, Charles drew close enough to make out the thing's details. He suspected that it was simply an inanimate object. An odd one to be sure, but a simple one still. At inspection, it would seem his reasoning was sound. A scarecrow. A scarecrow had been placed in the middle of the hall. Overly stereotypical in appearance, albeit a bit sinister. A plaid-pattern long-sleeve shirt covered its torso, a weather faded blue. Large gloves made up the thing's hands, ripped and distressed jeans covered its lower half. A burlap sack made up the head, dark pits for eyes, and a carved mouth was permanently arranged in a crooked grin. Yarn or some other crude string stitched the mouth shut, a simple straw hat with a few rips and tears sat on top. What Charles could not understand is, what held it in its strange position? There were no wooden supports that it was tied to. A wireframe, he mused. Charles slowly attempted to move around it. Its odd and lanky form made it difficult. The sound startled Charles. His shoulder grazed the torso of the Scarecrow, the shirt rippled with movement. Its head snapped to Charles in the blink of an eye. The Scarecrow's body began to move. Lumps of mass wriggled and struggled under the fabric. Charles scurried backwards. Jesus, what the hell? It advanced, slowly, with one step. It was as if the body was just figuring out how to move. Like its limbs weren't used to cooperation. The fingers of the gloves burst open. Large claws... No, not claws. Beaks! Ten individual beaks tore through the fabric, each one snapping open and closed. Filling the air with a cacophony, of course. <laughs> Charles knew he should start running. The Minotaur began its sprint, and the Scarecrow was quickly learning how to pilot itself. Charles,
0: run!
5: Everyone alright?
6: Yeah! You knocked out the power. Again. And is that... a singe? Eli! Damn it all! This was one of my favorite shirts.
0: Wait! You're not gonna freak out that I- Freak
6: out? Why would I- Oh, you mean because you can generate polycotton button down ruining electricity? Come on now. You really think I didn't notice your little stunt when we met? Honestly, Eli, I'm not thick. Who do you think I am? Charles?
5: I've been running from a very scary ghost and getting attacked by all matters of monsters for who knows how long. Literally,
6: least shocking news. A pun? Really?
0: (laughs) I suppose those are good points.
6: More importantly, we should get going. As tempting as it is to stay in a room that you fried, we have a goal, correct?
0: Right. These things might not stay down. I usually just end up stunning them like this. How many times have you done this? Well... Why are we okay? Oh, I aimed it.
6: And you couldn't aim it away from my shirt.
0: (laughs) This is so annoying. Is it? I hadn't noticed. You guys are old.
6: Just find us a damn door.
5: On it. He
6: always like this. Oh, shut up. Sorry, yes, he is.
0: Over here! I found one! Guys! This room is snazzy! Mr. Donahue, look at the candle holders!
5: Wait, on the walls?
6: Yes, yes, very. Actually, those are quite nice.
5: Really? A bit dated for me personally.
6: That's fair. I prefer a more modern interior myself, but I can appreciate this particular style as long as I don't have to live with it.
0: It reminds me of H. Gray's office. Not a whole lot, but the wallpaper is similar. Shh.
6: Do you hear that?
5: Music? But but the power.
6: Let's just be careful. Eli, be ready to go all. Zzz or whatever.
0: I call it going super Eli. <sighs>
6: Of course you do.
0: Or maybe I should call it spark mode.
6: I don't care what you call it. Just be ready. Stay here and wait for my signal. Risk of you being some horrid monster that wants to disembowel me or eat me or whatever, I'm a bit lost and was wondering. Oh my god! Um, your face! It's.
5: Oh? Oh! I'm terribly sorry, really, darling. It's your fault barging in on a lady like myself with no warning? Give a gal a moment to put her face on. You'll have to forgive me. My face needed cleaning something terrible. Now, aren't you a curious little item? I don't think that you've had the pleasure, darling. Roxanne Lawson. Charmed, I'm sure. R-
6: Roxanne Lawson? The Roxanne Lawson?
5: You've heard of me? Well, of course you have.
6: Did did someone read my Christmas list?
5: Always great to meet a fan. I don't get out much nowadays, darling. Was that the signal?
6: No, no, no. You guys, come come out. It's safe. Apologies, Miss Lawson. We didn't know if you were friend or foe.
0: Hi. Elijah Olin! My friends call me Eli, though.
5: Juliet. Sorry, Miss Lawson, was it? Please understand our reluctance. Before today, I haven't met a single thing in this place that hadn't met me harm. Don't so be a funny about it. The good doctor gave me the skinny. For me, this place is a sanctuary. For others, it's more like the big house. If you all don't belong here, then you are really stuck behind A-ball.
0: Is that a record player? Whoa! Eli! Don't touch
6: that!
5: Oops! Oh, pay it no mind. It's just an old gramophone. I'm sure I have another one laying around. It isn't often I get above gums with anyone but the head doctor.
6: Ah, about that. He's retired. Missing! Or missing, depending on who you ask. Point is, I doubt he'll be coming into chat any time soon.
5: That puts me in an awful jam.
6: I would imagine. If I remember correctly, you were running from death?
5: (laughs) Aren't we all... For me, it's a bit more literal, darling. Phony fellow, you must find me quite keen. Can't really blame the Mac. Wait, that means...
0: Um, Miss Roxanne? Uh, Miss Lawson? The anchor, it not only keeps things in, but it also keeps things out.
6: Okay, your father really should have left a note or something. Where are you?
5: Well, Jig is up. I knew it was a matter of time. First things first, gotta scram, and fast. Um, what's that? What's what?
0: Eli,
6: we don't see anything.
5: You can see him? Well, now that normally would be just fairies, but we better skedaddle. Mr. Donahue, stop! Eli? Death is at your feet, darling. Best not take a step unless you want to join him, that is. Eli, can you get to us? Uh, uh... No! This way. I found a back door earlier. For now, we've split.
6: Ugh, fine. Miss Lawson, don't let anything happen to the little one. Juliet, let's go.
5: Be careful. Oh, Eli, let's take a break. <laughs> I, I'm fine. I, I can't... We don't need- Enough a... of that. Your panting heavier than a bird on her wedding night. Why, you're not e- even- One thing Death and I share is that we're both relentless and unable to tire, darling. You on the other hand, Yeah. Okay. Just a minute. Just a minute. Whew. So, tell me. How can you see that mass of a shadow? I don't know. Maybe we're both, uh, special? Don't tell me you're a walking stiff like me.
0: No, no. Just- we're both, uh, uh, we're different? It's hard to explain. Mr. Donahue says I'm bad at something called exposition.
5: Where are
0: you?
5: Fellow can't give us a minute, can he? Okay, more running. Hold on. The hallway splits here. Eli, look. As long as these gangs are still walking, that cat in black is going to be chasing us. There's nothing I can do about that. I promise that, Donahue fellow, I wouldn't let anything happen to you. Miss Roxanne, what are you saying? I'll run left, you run right. That specter will be hot on my heels. With that luck, you'll be in the clink. No, no, it's fine. I'll keep up. I promise. Eli, you're not listening, darling. You'll eventually slow and tire, And when that happens, we'll both likely be swimming with the fishes. This gives you and myself the best shot. No! I... I can use electricity! I can do something! I think we both know that won't work, darling. Otherwise, you would have already. But...
0: I don't want to be alone. Don't make me be alone.
5: There isn't time. Run,
7: Ela!
0: is it already running hold on let me see if i can yeah okay it was on okay Ahem. this is eli olin recording for records it is thursday did i do that right the power came on a little while ago so that's something um the halls are the same still no sign of mr donahue or anyone else I really have no idea where I am. I haven't seen a door in a really long time. At first, I was ignoring them because it could be dangerous. But what if it was one of my friends and they needed my help? So next door I see, I'm gonna check. Just real quick (laughs) and make sure. Oh, a door, it kind of looks like... It is! The office! Mr. Donahue? Miss Sanders? Anyone? Mr. Talbot? It sure is dark in here. Wait, the bookshelves are fixed. Who, who's there? I'm warning you, I'm armed! Kind of. Hello? Dad?
3: This is an almost exact copy of the Leonelli Bistro. Honestly, as long as Olin put in the windows, that's all I need. Damn it. More brick. Of course it is. Uh, what was I going to do anyway? Jump 26 floors? All right. Back to basics. Check your surroundings, check your gear. Check what you know, make an action plan. Leonelli Bistro. The entirety of the restaurant takes up the whole 26th floor. Plenty of open space. Tables and chairs dot around the open concept area. The doors to the balcony on what would be the west side is. wrecked off. There is an out-of-place door that wasn't part of the original design. The exit, if I had to guess. The bar seems stocked. (laughs) Yep, whiskey's fine. If I wanted to, I could just stay here. Plenty of supplies to make myself comfortable fully stocked bar. I can always ride the lift and have Noah for company. Could think of worse ways to spend the rest of my life. Doubtful that Talbot and Donahue will get the anchor back up and running. Eli would come back to the office at some point though. Alright, staying isn't an option. Check gear. lighter, smokes, and my pistol. In total I've got 12 rounds for my surroundings, could make a few Molotovs. Rather now set fire to the building, eh, I'll make a few in case of emergency. Might as well grab a knife or two off the table while I'm at it. Check what I know, the anchor has been removed. Normally off-limits areas have been open to the public. The rooms themselves are unlocked. Clearly a few of the patients have begun to figure this out. Apparently, there are a few patients that Ola never told me about, so that'll be fun. Luckily, backup protocols have kicked in. All exits would have been removed. Only a few stairwells should remain.
0: They will be changing locations.
3: Talbot wanted a remodel. Uh, Okay, last step. Come up with an action plan. There's no way Talbot and Donahue can survive long in the halls, let alone the rooms. Hopefully they're focused on remodeling the office and don't leave there for a while. I'll have to get to them, somehow convince them to leave, and then get us to an exit which in and of itself will be a hassle. Oh, and not die in the process. Okay, no cheap knockoff so far. Maybe I'm through the worst of it. And there
0: it is. is. Is that a flashlight?
3: Talbot? Donahue, is that you? Wait a minute. The way the light's swaying. Perfect someone walking. No one walks perfectly. Talbot. Dominat. If that's you, I need you to respond now. Oh, uh, didn't think so. I remember these things. Damn anglerfish. Am I right? You okay? been a while since you mimicked a person, hasn't it? Sounds a bit distorted. There are a lot of mimic creatures, how will I have to look into that?
0: Come here, my feet.
3: Yeah, I bet. You know what's great? I've had a crap day. Oh, why is that great? Because Olin is missing. Which means, he can't tell me. Not to do. this. <laughs> Take that, you ugly and son of a. But wait, don't you guys reach me out to the schools. Everything's alright. I'm over here. Maybe this won't be so bad after all. What is it that Eli says? Alright. Yeet!
1: Charles began to slow. A decision that was unwise. Already, the Scarecrow has dug and swiped at him. A beak stole a chunk of his flesh from his shoulder. The Scarecrow wasn't far behind, and by the sounds of it, neither was the Minotaur.
2: Not a decision. I'm getting tired. I can't see. And I'm... bleeding? How about
1: you do something useful? Do I have permission to edit the scene?
2: What? Uh, Yeah, sure. Uh, Whatever. Just do something. I need you to say it. God, I hate my subconscious. Uh, Fine. Uh, You have permission to edit the scene. Just uh, give me something to work with. Edit!
1: The power flickered back on. The light was almost blinding to Charles at first. A stinging pain that he was thankful for. With his vision restored, he could perhaps find the door- But first he came to an abrupt stop!
2: What? Why?
1: Charles' eyes were still adjusting, but mere inches before him was a chasm that stretched outward and fell into a deep shadow. There was no apparent bottom to the sudden pit. Uh,
3: uh, thanks, Key. You,
1: uh, welcome. Charles had no time to rest, however. He cast his attention behind him. The Scarecrow lumbered in his direction. Its body flailed unnaturally. In the distance, the larger creature was gaining fast. Looking quickly around, Charles desperately searched for a plan. Perhaps he could try his no on his foes. He recalled it worked on the mold.
2: Not likely. Uh, my shoulder, I'm pretty sure is Yeah, I- actually bleeding... Which means whatever that actually is can harm me. There wasn't
1: a door in sight.
2: Yeah, I, I can see that. Can't you do one of your edits or something?
1: Charles could always jump the pit. He sure. Are you
2: crazy? That—that's possibly a real pit. A, a broken flooring. I, I, I can't jump that. It, it's too wide. The scarecrow
1: I... would be on him soon, as would the Minotaur. Charles was out of time. His body, based on his height and general fitness, could in all reality make that jump. However, his mind was riddled with self-doubt and hesitation. One falter, just one misstep, and he would plummet to his death.
2: What? No, I- Give I- me permission to edit! Fine. You have permission to edit. Take control. Charles took off into a sprint
1: toward the Scarecrow. What are you... Not that way! He stopped just short. Charles dipped low and let his momentum slide his body until he was facing the opposite direction. He then made a mad dash for the pit. He held his breath, and at the last possible moment, he jumped. <laughs> Charles' hands barely grabbed the edge of the far side of the cavern. Pain rained through him from his injured shoulder. His attention snapped back. The Scarecrow struggled to come to a stop, nearly falling over the ledge. The Minotaur, on the other hand, did not slow his run. It crashed into the Scarecrow, sending them both toppling over the edge and far down below. Charles used what remained of his adrenaline to pull himself up and over the ledge before rolling onto his back. He breathed heavily taking the time to catch his breath.
0: Dad, you've been here the whole time? We've been looking for you. What happened? Are you okay? Did you-? I'm sorry. Who are you? What? It's me, it's Eli. Dad, what's going on? I'm
1: so sorry. Eli wasn't. I think you have me confused for someone else. I don't have a son.
0: How could you say that? Dad, stop! This isn't funny! I was really worried!
1: If I did have a son, he wouldn't be so... pathetic.
0: Wait, what?
1: Look at you. You're a sniveling brat.
0: That's really mean! I'm not a brat! Dad- Don't call me that! You are not my son.
1: You aren't even worth my time, yet alone my love.
0: Dad, why are you...
1: What a weak excuse for a person.
0: I'm not weak! Why are you saying these mean things?
1: I should just leave you here. Throw you in a cell and leave you alone.
0: Alone? No, I... (laughs)
1: What are you going to do? Are you going to hurt me? Kill me?
0: Inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. Ah!
1: You do realize how weak you are, don't you? You can't even muster a speck of strength. Not even to save your own worthless life. No, I, I couldn't. I would never, as I said. Pathetic.
0: Your gun? When did you?
1: Goodbye, you little monster.
7: <laughs> Eli, get over here. This isn't your father.
0: G- Greg? What's going on? Get back here! Wait, Greg, no, that's Dad!
7: You can't... You right, listen to me. That's not Gavin. I know it looks and sounds like him, but it's not him, okay?
0: But that means Dad is still missing.
7: Gavin is missing? <sighs> that makes a lot of sense. He wouldn't let the holes get this bad.
0: For a moment, I thought...
7: (sighs) Is that why you are in back holes? Looking for him?
0: No, but I promise it wasn't on purpose. I know you don't like it when I sneak back here. And plus, I haven't done that since I was a kid.
7: Oh, is that so? Then why are you here? You know, it's not safe, especially recently. Come on. Let's get you out of here. Then I can clean this mess up.
0: I've been trying ever since the anchor... Anchor?
7: What happened to it?
0: Um, well, Mr. Talbot and Mr. Donnie, you removed it. They didn't know. They were just remodeling the office.
7: Whoever are they?
0: Oh, right. I guess you wouldn't know. Clear minds sent them to take over for Dad. I don't think Mr. Talbot knows about this stuff, or at least he didn't. But like, I think he knows now, probably. But before he didn't. I think. I'm not sure.
7: I followed most of that. You are bad at exposition. The anchor being removed makes sense. I have been trying to get everyone back into their rooms. Lock one door and tomorrow. At least I'm not losing my touch.
0: Yeah, that sounds rough. Good news is. They just threw the rug out, so it should still be in the dumpster.
7: I'll help you get it. Eli, not that way.
0: Oh, sorry! I'm not used to being lost. I bet. Oh, Mr. Donahue! I almost forgot! Greg, we gotta go get him! He could be in danger! Miss Sanders, too! Oh, and Mr. Talbot! And what if H. Gray is stuck, too?
7: Calm down. Just give me a moment.
2: Let me catch my breath, and then we can.
7: (laughs) Of course, I'll need to get my big bucket.
6: Like I those curtains? <laughs>
7: Absolutely not. Three intruders. Each gray is... having fun. They'll just leave him be. The other two... Uh, one is laying on the ground talking to himself. Clearly exhausted. The other is, uh... critiquing the decor?
0: That's Mr. Donahue! Is he okay?
7: He is fine. The other one, Mr. Talbot, is injured. Nothing too serious. We'll swing by get Mr. Donahue, and then the anchor.
0: But if Mr. Talbot is hurt, it's superficial.
7: Plus, he is very far from us and from a stairwell. It'll be faster to get the anchor and reset the holes.
0: But I'm just trying. That's
7: fine. I'm not putting you in any more danger.
0: Donahue, are you in here? (coughs) It's so dusty, (coughs) gross. Eli, Eli, over here. You're okay. Wait, where's Miss Sanders? We
6: got separated, I'm afraid. Eli, what is that? Name's Greg. Blue jumper, Greg. Where do I? Oh, the janitor. How the, uh.
7: The horns are unexpected. We can play catch-up on the way. We have to move before the stairs change again.
2: This episode was a Dark Papers Entertainment production. The showrunners for this episode were Christopher George and Dalton Lewis. Sound editing was done by Christopher George. Script editing was done by Dalton Lewis. Charles Talbot was played by Christopher George. Key, an Olin impersonator, was played by Peter O'Keefe, H. Gray and his other variants were played by Michael Williams, Noah and Eli were played by Dalton Lewis, Lucian Donahue was played by Dakota Hamlin, Juliet Sanders, Roxanne Lawson, and the Giggling Children were played by Abby Linzinski, Greg was played by Kevin Linzinski, and finally, other Monster Noises were played by Dakota Hamlin and Kevin Linzinski. Hey everyone, Chris here. This episode, although a beast to put together, was a blast, and we really enjoyed bringing this to you. Worry not, our normal release schedule will now continue as planned. Thank you so much for listening, and if you wanted to help support the show further, check out our Patreon. There, you can find episode scripts, get access to episodes two days early, if waiting isn't your style. You can also help us by leaving a solid rating, or five of those golden stars. Join us at our Twitter to stay caught up with all the recent happenings at patient files pod. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane.